From the studios of their respective lounge rooms, a team of pyjama-clad TV tragics ready to slice, dice and dissect the best and worst of what's on the box. It's TV Binge Box. Hello TV lovers and a huge welcome to TV Binge Box, the podcast where we talk about all things television. Joining me, as always, are my fellow TV-loving band of merry men. A very warm welcome to the viewers' advocate, Mr. Stephen Mulk. How are you this evening? I'll have you know that I am part of the televisual elite, included oh. with uh, <laughs> such uh, luminaries as Bev McGarvey and James Warburton, according to today's Australian Media Diary. Oh, I love that. What did they say about you? Forgive me for not having... I don't. Have oh, they just included me in a, a comment that I had about the way that the TV networks want to change up how ratings are reported. And uh, it was uh, senior commentator and industry-leading guy, Mulk, along with comments from Warburton and McGarvey. Well, no more words have ever been truer. We have known it for a long time. I'm glad everyone else now knows Finally, it. Finally, Joe. Finally. You're getting the credit you deserve. Well done, Mr. Mulk. Now, joining me... And Monk, the man who knows everything, uh, apparently, according to God. the Oz. Uh, a big hello to our esteemed columnist from the Windy City, Mr. Stephen Brooke. Hello. You always make headlines, so mm. <laughs> that's nothing them. new for you, right? I didn't do a red carpet this week. I did a blue carpet for the premiere of the Wedding Singer musical. Nice. Oh. That's the wedding... spectacular. Are you joking? Are we talking? No, he's not joking. Oh my Legit. god, my kids are going to die. They are Adam it Sandler. Is coming to fans. Sydney. I can happily report. Spoilers, I almost, Joe, Adam Sandler's hang on, not Can I call out? Kids, did you know there's a wedding singer musical? Oh, this is all. We're cutting Sorry, this they're going to absolutely die. They're absolutely going to die. It was a typical Melbourne launch. Uh, two Real Housewives. Yeah. Mm. Which ones? Uh, uh, Susie McLean. Do you know their names? Yes. And Pettifer, who sat next to me. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you are. Did you get some inside goss? Oh no, I did not. She's not in it this year. Oh. Tight. Uh, that ship oh, is course. tight. Let yes, me tell you. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, I've had an exciting week in TV land, revisiting a lot of things. So I'm jumping out of my skin to tell you about that in our rewind. But first, let's get straight into this week's business with clap or slap. Now, I threw you all off a little bit last week, so I think we should go back to normal. I don't like to put things out of sync too often. Malk, mm. what has been tickling your fancy on the box this week? Oh, Joe, Brookie, so much, but I'll try and keep it really tight because I'm that I'm a good guy now. I've reformed. No more <laughs> waxing lyrical from Malk. Uh, I have oh, two no, claps. I love it when you wax lyrical. No, you don't. Not really, as we'll find <laughs> out in the group binge. Uh, I have two claps and a slap. Um, I have finished. You Can't Ask That, which premiered last Wednesday night on uh, the ABC. Season six, eight incredible episodes. Again, all asking the questions that you don't ask in polite company of different groups of people. There were some profound answers, some dumb questions, a lot of grace, some very funny things that were said. But I love, love, love this series so much. Check it out. It's all on ABC iView. And uh, it is every Wednesday night at nine o'clock with the second episode airing this week, podcast time, all about ex-footballers and prepare to shelve everything that you think you know about ex-footballers. It's pretty great. Really? Wow. Okay. Loved it. That'd be and hard to change our thoughts, but... And Willie Mason is a breath of fresh air. His comments are spectacular. Okay. The Handmaid's Tale kicked off last week on SBS season four. Uh, we are getting it super fast tracked 
Um, same day and date as the US. It is on Hulu over there and SBS here. Um, and I've got to tell you, apart from the fact that June should have gone to Canada at least twice now, her continuing to go back into Gilead to try and save everyone is a stuff of nightmares. What a phenomenal TV series. The writing... So it maintains... It maintains oh, it for, for fans of the show. The performance, the emotional beats. Now, I've also been lucky enough to see the two episodes that air this week, and they are doing doubles at the moment. So episodes three and four will air this Thursday night on SBS at 8.30. Like, holy shit. Holy wow. shit. The final five minutes of episode four will knock your socks off. Okay. It's just blistering. Um, so check that out. Both huge claps for You Can't Ask That and The Handmaid's Tale. Now, my slap is a little bit controversial for me because I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've heard and that. And I love I WandaVision. Yeah, We're, we've also heard sorry, that. Sorry, Bookie. We, we, mm. yeah, we know this. We we've, have we've heard Deep. this. I actually can't believe line. what I think we're about to hear. Oh, and I loved WandaVision, the TV series. I thought it was spectacular. I was left very cold at the end of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought it just petered out to a whole bunch of nothing. Of course we knew what was going to happen. We all we could see it coming all along. Um, apart from the reveal of the suit, um, which was really the end of Episode 5, start of Episode 6, the final episode of the series, there was nothing to give a shit about. It just ended. And I was really disappointed. What, what was the suit and why did it need to be revealed? Uh, so a quick... Captain America grew old and died at the end of um, the final phase of the last lot of uh, mm. the movie. Yeah. So he went back to fix a whole bunch of things and didn't come back. And instead he just grew old with Peggy Carter and died. And that was lovely. Um, and he passed on the shield to Sam Wilson, who was the Falcon in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, telling him to be Captain America. Now, the whole series was Sam going, I can't be Captain America. I don't want to be Captain America. And Bucky telling him, you have to be Captain America because I've got big psychological issues. Um, so and in the end, he Captain America. being Captain America, which is consistent with the, the, the comic universe, uh, but it means that he got a super duper new suit from all of the tech boffins in Wakanda, the home of the Black Panther. Um, so it looked it's super great, but that was it. So did it lack the heart? It lacked the everything. It lacked, it, it lacked, lacked everything, it sounds it like. It lacked yeah. a link that is going to give me yeah. any kind of sizzle forward. Hopefully, whatever happens movie-wise to come and series to come, they link back into it. Because it was just, who cared? Who yeah. cared? They were two sort of bit characters, though, weren't they, really? They weren't two of the but characters. I was surprised when they... Yeah. They've been told, we've been told they're integral to this phase, Joe. Big slap from me. You may love okay. it. I may love it on a rewatch, but it just left me feeling very empty. Wow, that was succinct from you, Malk. I don't know if I like it. Oh, I, I feel like we need more. We'll <laughs> All right, Brookie, have you got some extended claps and slaps for I've us? I've got a few extras, which is very unlike me, but um, I'm going to chuck them out and see what you think. So we've all heard of EastEnders, one of the world's greatest soaps mm -hmm. from the BBC. But how many of us have heard of, and you can get this one on Netflix, EastSiders? Not me. Mm -hmm. No. No, well, like there's a, a reason for that. Burger. <laughs> okay. East Siders is a drama that chronicles the infidelities and substance abuse of a couple living in Silver Lake, California. So it premiered originally on YouTube about five years ago. 
There's, it's a pretty short episode. It's a kind of classic gay soapy. I didn't find much to recommend it. They've now got up to 27 episodes of this thing. Wow. And four Some of us like seasons. It. And it's graduated to Netflix. I did not find this engaging in the slightest. But it does feature the very engaging Constance Wu, whom you might might remember was so good in Crazy Rich Asians. And she plays the kind of best friend of one of the members of this troubled couple. If we're being impolite, we'd probably call her the fag hag. (laughs) I also tuned in at Joe's recommendation to Manaka on Netflix, which got a big rap from Joe last week. It had glamour, excitement, drama, (laughs) and I'm sorry, not sorry to say I lasted about three minutes. This is fabulous. This is you fabulous. didn't give it a chance, Brooke. Oh no, no, Joe, you are not saying stick with it. Did you get to the family dinner? Do not dinner? say Did stick get... with it. Don't I'm you dare say stick with it. I'm not going to tell you that I spent it. till midday oh, finishing off season two. I did two. get through oh, the opening God. titles, and uh, I just saw the blood-soaked woman standing by the side of the road in distress, and then it all seemed to be about a tequila plantation, and look. You know, tequila, I want to drink the stuff. I don't want to watch a drama. Brookie, you you are missing out. I mean, my issue was when you were first talking about it, Joe, I thought Mm. you said Monaco. Oh, so I thought not I was going to get diamonds and furs and ball gowns <laughs> and Shirley Bassey and Joan Collins and the Grimaldi's oh, and a casino and a super soap, right. which I really wanted and I'm going to have to look elsewhere. So that's two claps. I was say, that sounds like a fabulous, What's that? fabulous show we could write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I'm totally, totally, up, totally <laughs> up on it. Yep, let's patent it. Patent it and go. We should. Yeah, go. Okay. Well, I'm uh, sad happier to hear that, news Rookie. onto the claps, which is also a Joe recommendation. Younger on stand. Oh, good. Okay, so one did yes. tickle your fancy. Uh, I love this. Darren Star, Sex in the City. <laughs> He's got the magic back. And my good friend David Castron, the TV doctor, also recommended this to me. Comedy drama about Liza Miller. She's forty year old. She's divorced. She's got a kid. Really well played, I thought, by Sutton Foster. And the premise is, is that she can't get a job. So she's got to pretend that she's in her 20s to get a job back in publishing. I thought it was fun, witty. Did you watch from season yeah, one? Yeah, I started at the very like, beginning, the pilot. Oh, oh yeah, great. yeah, pilot. And great, I great, mean, great. my only question is how they strung this out for so many years. Uh, but clearly they have. But uh, they I have. mean, Sex and in the City was well, all about the battle of the sexes. What I loved about this is that this is the battle of the generations. And I think that correctly, Darren Starr has realised there's a lot of meat to get into yep. Gen X, poor old downtrodden yeah, yeah, yeah. Gen X, and you know sassy annoying Gen Z. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, that's on Stan. I came across a major comedy that I had never ever encountered before. It used to be on NBC, ran uh, from about 2015 until now. Uh, it's on Netflix now, and it's called Superstore. Oh, not you too. It's about a giant Walmart-type <laughs> store called Cloud9, and it's a sweet comedy, surprisingly romantic in the pilot episode that I watched. It's all about the workplace. It's the next generation on from The Office. Uh, it stars America Ferreira, who was so good in Ugly Betty, she plays a manager in this giant um, superstore, supermarket, hyper store, department store that 
uh, half of America. Kind of place. Yeah, totally Walmart that half of America seems to go into. I really enjoyed the pilot episode. There's a bit of a romance going on, some great characters, ridiculous slapstick situations that I didn't anticipate. And it just made me feel really good. So for all you fellow one-time checkout chicks, <laughs> such as mm. myself, this one is for you, Superstore Aww. on Netflix. Now, Malt, oh, you kind of opined a bit of a, a not you too, mm. which I didn't quite know how to interpret. So over to you. Oh, only because uh, Rob McKnight of our sister podcast, TV Black Box, has just fallen in love with this to the point where he lamented uh, the final series when it the, the, like when the season ended so much so that he then started rewatching the series almost straight away and he came to it late so he had to play catch up to get up to speed mind you this is also the same man who in his spare five minutes will turn on a show and watch five minutes of it and I berate him for it every <laughs> time he says it because there is no show other than maybe Bluey that is built to be consumed <laughs> like that He's a very busy man, though. Sure. I mean, excuses, excuses. <laughs> Make a half an hour in your day or don't. Oh, fair enough. Well, um, I think I'm going to have to check that one out on that recommendation there. Brookie, thank you for that. Come on, uh, what, what have I been watching? I did a few flicks this week. I do want to make mention of United States vs. Billy Holiday because I didn't get to my tech didn't work on the ARR show the other day, so I didn't get to give my review. Oh, no. And I'm not going to give it. I'm just going to say the performance by Andrew Day, it was absolutely Oscar nomination worthy. The film, not so much. But that is definitely a really interesting one to check out. Uh, That song, Strange Fruit, I did not know the significance of. And um, once you see the film, you'll understand how significant it is in light of today's current events. Okay, another movie that I checked out with the kids was When Harry Met Sally. Oh, that was a step back in time. (laughs) We watched that the other night. older than all of your kids. I know, and Matisse adored it. I mean, it was just so fun to watch. Billy Crystal when he was oh, young, honestly. I'd be keeping an eye on her got, best friends then. Who's got where Harry Met Sally? Where did you watch that? Uh, we must have watched it on Netflix. I'll have to put that in the show notes. She usually tunes into all these things. I think it must be on Netflix or Stan because that's what we watch Rob's, most of our yep. things on. Or maybe Foxtel. might have been in the Foxtel library. I'll check that out and put it in the show notes. Uh, but... Meg Ryan, pre-plastic surgery. What a shame she, you know, she was really the all-American cute as a button girl, wasn't she? We did Deadpool as well, which is a fantastic film. All right. Now, I have been sticking with um, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds, which is how I accidentally ended up at this one. Um, And I'm not sure whether it is a clap or a slap, which is a little bit odd. Have either of you seen... Laura's Choice. The sequel to Sophie's Choice. <laughs> no, but it's equally as, uh, I felt equally as heart-wrenchingly tragic. Oh, this I think is... I've seen an ad for this. Where is it on? Uh, so it's on ABC iView. As I said, I was watching my old people's home for four-year-olds and it came on straight away afterwards. So I didn't have time to flick. I was doing the washing up and then suddenly I found myself, you know, when you unwillingly start watching something. Yep. So I didn't mm. even know what it was. At the bottom of the screen was a thing that said hashtag Laura's Choice. And suddenly I found myself in, and what I later realised was the second episode of a two-part documentary. Oh, God. Which is, uh, yes, I know. But it was un, not unputdownable, un, un, 
turn off turn off unwatchable it is binge no yeah, that's right well it, I, parts i watched through uh, my eyes because i have never seen someone die on television before so i want to set this oh, up with a warning this could trigger okay. people right. this is a very 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 unique look into euthanasia and assisted dying and this is the story of laura henkel who is this wonderfully eccentric outspoken feisty 90 year old who decides uh she wants to end her life on her own terms and she asks her daughter kathy and granddaughter sam who's who's a beautiful young girl who are both filmmakers to make a film about it now are, the are enduring legacy Australian, i take it Yes, they are, it's, it, they're up in Ballina, so she wanted to do it in Ballina. The story picks up um, in 2016 and it's told across two nights, but it explores the experience of the three gener- generations of women coming to terms with Laura's wish to end her, her own life on her own terms. Um, and it picks up on a river cruise in Europe that Laura takes with her granddaughter to fulfil a childhood dream of visiting Vienna. Yes. However... During the making of uh, this part of the film, which was before I think she'd made this decision, um, she endures a harrowing fall, which is actually documented on the film, and a life-threatening case of pneumonia. And she returns to Australia with a transformed sort of view of her future. And she tells her daughter that she wishes to set the time and place where her life will end and to be allowed to go with dignity. Now, so why are you saying it's both a clap and a slap? Because... Because I didn't know what I was setting myself up for, it has lived with me every second of every day since I've watched it in a way that I'm not sure I want it to. It's 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 in my mind constantly. I think I saw the ad for it and right thought, and decided made the decision thought, no, it was too thanks. much for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, which, yeah. You really after, need to consciously choose. I've got it, to say, I after think. old people's homes for four year olds is pretty natural because yes. although it does deal with similar issues and there is a yes. woman in yes. old people's homes who was who had her life devastated by a fall when she got grabbed on the escalator and tumbled oh, down. Oh gosh, that's yes, yes. I, yes. I actively did not want to engage in that topic it, or that it, subject matter at that point. So I sympathize. I think for a lot of people it will be uh, seen as a beautifully compassionate uh, sort of life affirming documentary in some ways for people that are open to the idea and have perhaps thought about it but for some of us that haven't aren't comfortable or maybe it's a comfort level i don't like i'm very superstitious i don't like any of that and that was hard for me but the hardest part for me was watching the after effects on the family that's the granddaughter i thought Mm. it was a, a lot and though the grandmother's wishes were enacted and I, I understand and respect all of that and her decision I just the aftermath of this and and they've made this documentary so that's still obviously the way they're dealing with it it's won a lot of awards so look if you have the the stomach for it it, it is as I said it's got some funny and, and beautiful moments in it but it is full on I think it's, it's a lot it's a lot that's my way of dealing of saying that so that's why I say clap but Slap if you're not up for that kind of thing. So that's a lot. I missed out on my other one, but I don't think I can go back to anything else after that. So let's wrap up that uh, little part of the discussion because, oh, God, it's taken my mind to it. And if that's what a documentary is about, is to to move you and and Mm. make you think, 
it has certainly achieved all of that. And and ultimately, she ends up in Switzerland, and and those scenes are pretty pretty full on because obviously not many of us have seen into a facility that facilitates death. Mm. Okay, so that's what we've been watching. A bit of a low note there. How about you? We love hearing your tips and thoughts, so please let us know on our Facebook page, TV Binge Box Podcast Gang. Tell us what you've been loving or loathing. We haven't had time to mention our gang in a while. So I thought this week, Brookie, have you been checking out our page, always our Face Group Joe, Land page? And yes, you're, you're and always you hanging so out there. Thank you so much for throwing to me to lighten the mood after that yes. serious yeah. discussion. A guy, Peter, who I think is quite new to the group, has said that he confesses that he is late to the party but is full of praise for mm-hmm. medical drama New Amsterdam, which you can see on Netflix. I must confess, it's a show that has been on my radar, but I know absolutely nothing about. But if medical dramas are your things, maybe you can jump on and comment on Guy's post. There's a rare slap on the Facebook page. We don't often get one of those. But it's from one of our favourite binges, Amanda Jane Pritchard, who Mm. says that the SBS Food Channel used to be her safe space, but not now, because there's what she called a chat cooking show with Adam Lior on it. Uh, the Cook-Up is the name of the program, and it's not mm. to her taste no good. at all. Oh. You see what I did there? I did, yeah. Well done, Brookie. And I did say to Amanda Jane that, you know, while yes, each to but, their but, own, she's Yes, but, you wrong. know, Malk, this is for the binges now. It's not for the people oh, yes, who I know, pod, because you get more than enough airtime, so your lips must be sealed. Love you, Amanda Jane. Moving sure. on, Daniel Mark, whoever he is, has smashed through season four of (laughs) Unforgotten on Binge Foxtel and is still crying. This I know nothing about, but I can tell it's a UK crime drama. Um, It stars two of uh, my favourite actors, uh, Sanjeev Basker and Nicola Walker, and it's about London cold cases, which are investigated by these two detectives, five stars from Dan. Uh, And it's... As I said, it's on Binge Foxtel, but it's from ITV, which is the home of Morse, Endeavour, and, of course, Vera. So it can't be... It's got to be pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah so if apparently. he gives that five stars... Hi, Dan, by the way, we miss you. If he gives that five stars, what did he give Line of Duty? Well, then? he's not... That was like not, ten stars. I don't it? know. I think he's in a social media <laughs> blackout until he's had time yes. to digest Self-imposed everything. exile. Yes. Uh, Michael Michael, I'm not sure if that's a nom de plume or not, or if it's not, Michael, commiserations to yourself, and I'd really like to know what your parents are like. Anyway, Michael Michael says that Big Brother on 7 is just is the Audi version of Survivor, which is not an insult. Wow. Not an insult necessarily, Ooh. because Audi knockoffs Ouch. are often as good or better. So, well, that's true. An interesting and, perspective. And I don't think that's how we <laughs> after, um, after praising Big Brother all the first 50 minutes that I saw last week, I haven't gone back to it yet. So I'm too busy. I've had guests. Uh, and finally, Matthew Goodyear, again, one of our favourite correspondents. He watched The Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney+. Plus which stars Emilio Estevez, who apparently hasn't aged a bit. And he says it's a fantastic follow-up to the movies. Matthew will have to take your word for it. (laughs) 
I might check that out. I did love the original I, films. I might that not would be check that watching. out, Joe. I might not, <laughs> <laughs> not on your watch list. Okay, and that is right, the Facebook well, that... group. Do join up. Um, it's full of lovely people. You'll have a lot it of is. fun, and the recommendations are excellent. Yes. They are. I can concur with all of that well thank you uh to our wonderful facebook page group now i didn't stop hearing the ads for this all week stan have really invested some money into uh, mm. into this one there was a massive build-up for the show we're discussing in this week's group binge take it away mock what what did you have us watching hey hey and enchanté friends uh <laughs> mama Roo has come down under and oh baby uh, has she come down under? Look, it's delightful. After, um, look, I think it's officially 11,000 series. Uh, RuPaul has been making Drag Race since 2009 and has stretched into a number of different places across the Northern Hemisphere. This is the first time tucking down under. And uh, finally, dare I say it, we get to see some Aussie drag talent uh, and Kiwi drag talent coming to our screens. Stan have been intimately involved in this. They have all of the Drag Race series available for you to watch there. But to get RuPaul and Michelle Visage and the rest of the team that helped make it happen, even to Auckland, to be able to film it, which is where this was done in January 2021, um, is a, a really bold move and one that I think is going to give us a great season. Now, only one episode has aired. It drops Saturday afternoons mm. at 4 p.m. on Stan. Stan are not giving any kind of previews because they are keeping this thing tighter than the proverbial, well, uh, I don't want to use another tuck joke. okay with that, Monk? That it's once a weekend super secret? No, that you, yeah, that you haven't seen because uh, you'd like to get ahead. Uh, uh, I, you, I, have you dealt with that? So okay. to speak. Yeah, have you dealt with that? Um, have you processed look, that? Look, I, I do... It's a level playing field. <laughs> I do appreciate a preview because it helps me get a, a bigger feel for a series, particularly if it's new, if I can, you know, give, like... You're, you're so sorry. You are so right, Brookie. He's like the kid in the classroom that skips ahead, right? Skips ahead. To oh, the I'll front row. Oh, let's, 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 we, we know. He was sat in the front row. Yeah, we know. Please, yeah totally. On. Me, me, me. I mean, I sat right. in the front row. I had bad <laughs> eyesight, though, so I needed to see the blackboard, which in those days was a blackboard, kids, because I went to school that long ago. <laughs> I know that books are thinly sliced trees. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that we need you to remember... When it comes to, look, to answer quickly thing, I'd love to see previews, but I totally understand why. This is such a, a, a cult hit of a series that I think if even word got out that anybody but those inside Stan and those that participated in the series knew what was happening in the next episode, there would be a long line of people smashing down your door to want to be able to see it. So, you know, let's, let's all just focus in on Saturday afternoons, four o'clock on Stan. That's when you get to see it. Um, I mean, there it's interesting, is an incredible... isn't it? <clears throat> Sorry, I was Sorry? going to say, normally the, the sign of a lack of previews is it means it's absolutely oh, it's terrible. Crap, yeah. But in like this case, I don't think so somehow. Well, I'll be keen to get your views on it, friends. Uh, look, we join a great list of drag queens from both sides of the Dutch, uh, including Anita Wiglet, Coco Jumbo, Ketamine, which if you say that with a, a, a <laughs> New Zealand accent, sounds like ketamine which is pretty great um maxi shield of course uh and my absolute favorite coming in uh as a, a, an australian drag virgin karen from finance oh. what a gift yeah she is that so, uh, incredible incredible 
Um, there will be special guests. We've already had uh, New Zealand director Taika Waititi, admittedly via a remote link, because he was filming in Australia and obviously couldn't get over there. Uh, but Kylie and Danny Minogue have both been announced as uh, judges, special guests that will come to the show. So that's something to look forward to. It is as loud and as big as I think we've expected every series of Drag Race. And I have to tell you right off the top, friends, uh, I have a confession to make. Oh, do tell. Prior to this episode of Drag Race, I had seen <gasps> officially about eight minutes of any of it before this. And I'm wow. hoping. How, how have you, I was going to say, how have you managed to get away in the 22 year history of the show? The 17 billion years of it. Um, (laughs) I don't know, Joe. I I think it's just something that's always kind of happened. And and it's won so many awards. I've seen people get excited about it. And, mate, primetime Emmy's up the wazoo. Mm. Um, Mm. I don't know other than it's either been there's other things to watch, competitive stuff, or I've just gone, I just don't know. But I think it's because it's Australians and New Zealanders that are competing. And joining Rue and Michelle is Australian comedian Reese Nicholson, who I love, love dearly. Um, that was all I needed to tip. Did me it make you against. go back and watch some of the other the original seasons? Not yet. I, okay. Again, because I'm not sure. I'm enjoying. I mean, I'm aware of the format, but I'm enjoying having it having it all revealed to me as it progresses. So right. you know, seeing some of the different. I knew about the workroom. I knew about how they came in. I knew about the introductions and the the challenges. I understand all of that stuff, but I haven't. I hadn't seen many minutes of it before this. So I'm assuming, Joe Brookie, you guys have seen other series of Drag Race. Malk, your assumption would be 100% incorrect. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. Never watched a full episode either. However, Boys. in contrast to you, Malk, I've seen a lot of drag queens in <laughs> real life, yes. including some Did you know any of on these? Friday night. Yes. Look, Maxi Shield is possibly the most yes. famous, I think, mm. drag queen, particularly mm. for Sydney I'd heard of Maxi Shield. And Karen for Finance was a big act just recently in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So she is becoming super high profile as well. And I think uh, it's possibly my tip so to win. she was Karen from Finance before the Bunnings Karen came out. Uh, I am not Ooh. entirely sure of the right, antecedents, right. but clearly it's a very developed act, not just yes. a drag persona. And we could see that in the praise that they gave her for the because she appeared as the kind of drunken Melbourne cup. Oh, it was so great. Which was so good with the toilet paper hanging off the shoe, etc. And it yes. obviously so really well thought <laughs> through how she was going to drag up for the segment that was about the show off the place where you came from. Uh, the other drag act I really liked, who I had no idea about, was Scarlett Adams from Perth, who was one of the mm. young ones. I was a little bit disappointed... I know that it sounds rude to dismiss the whole thing as a freak show, but my favourite drag queen used to present the Turbo Trivia at my local when I lived in Sydney, the Carrington Hotel in Surrey Hills. Every Tuesday night, her name was Hannah Conda. She was witty, sharp, very fast on her feet and uh, clever and a really sort of nice person. But I just get the feeling that's not what drag race is looking for. They're looking Mm. for edgy drag edgy. queens who are very, you know, visually, you know, I'll say the word freak show, but you know what I mean by that, very mm-hmm. over the top in their presentations. 
and you know nice sort of clever sweet drag queens that's not going to cut the mustard on this show i don't think so i kind of got the feeling they were casting for flamboyance and possibly also a bit of that reality television controversy further down the track because we've got that trio mm. of auckland drag queens two of whom are business partners and yes. one who was the employee and that got a lot of airtime so clearly that conflict is going to develop as we go on. I found the episode really crammed, but it was so interesting how quickly you started to identify with which drag queen you wanted to support. Yes. Mm. And hope got through to the next round. Mm. Mm. Well, boys, as the only one who's been a true fan then of this show for many, many seasons, although I had stopped watching it, you know, you kind of overdose. It's a bit mm. like Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I was a huge fan early on and then I don't, dropped I off. I don't understand. Don't understand how you can drop off or don't understand how you can watch Keeping keep Up With The <laughs> Anyway, I have loved this series from inception. My kids are huge fans and I was really disappointed in this i have to oh, say interesting. i why? Why? spent well unlike what you you've guessed in that they cast really over the top bitchy yes of course they uh, a lot of the drag queens end up being very quick and and claws mm. out but i felt this lot were so eager to start the fighting from the get-go whereas it usually warms up over the series we we learn to love these girls mm -hmm. um and the tried and tested formula is sort of there's a lot of heart to it and you, you learn a lot of their you know issues and some of them have had addictions or abuse or, or uh, been targeted homophobic you know targets and lots of beautiful stories and then the bitchiness comes out in a very you know clever and witty way whereas i felt like a bit like the housewives of sydney when they came out of the gates smashing each other up it was almost mm. too too staged uh, do you think joe that that's because that mm. we've got eleven thousand other series of drag race before us and yes. everybody too comes much. in hyper aware hundred yes. percent jostling at the gates 100%. to get that first thing hundred percent and so i found it was too bitchy straight off the bat we didn't so usually they're in the workroom and one rubs the another one up the wrong way and that's where you get the element of of you know mm. hating on each other whereas these guys just came in hating on each other so i didn't enjoy that part of it i missed and i have read somewhere that um rue's makeup artist was still in quarantine for I the very first episode yes so mm. I'll be interested to see whether from the second episode, which we haven't seen yet, whether this changes, but we didn't get to see Rue in her full drag. Um, Only a pre-recorded segment yes, intercut yes. with RuPaul. Which is part the of panel. the joy of this show because not only do you get to see how bloody brilliant she is in drag and how beautiful and her makeup and her costume is, is exquisite in comparison to the talent that's, you know, in the workroom. So we missed that. So I'm hoping we get to catch up on that. Um, so what did you but I found myself a little bit cringy. Elimination because it was the indigenous. I was surprised. I was so shocked. Jojo. Jojo Zaho. I thought I might try and change my name to that. Um, um, I was really surprised because I did. I don't know if she deserved it or not, but I thought her being the only Indigenous contestant in the room, I did think they'd let her go on a bit longer to perhaps show uh, her representation and 
and you know she's quite a unique uh, character obviously and she had a she had a really interesting backstory so I was sad to see her go first up what did you boys think I definitely thought there were uh, her um, rival in the lip sync was more talented yes and that's true you couldn't have oh, if it was based on the lip sync yeah. the judges made of her various performances and outfits I kind of got were valid got. so yeah, I understood yeah. that um, I watched with a couple of Gentlemen of the homosexual persuasion who were, like you, shocked at my lack of knowledge. Do gays like this show? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. We had a group Sorry, TV watch. It was like, you on. know, back in the noughties watching Sex of the City. Oh, and what was the verdict, the group verdict? Uh, well, they were experts. Well, actually, on the point of JoJo, they said, don't be surprised if JoJo reappears at some okay. point in the series. Because that's a classic drag race maneuver surprise i'm back in the game yeah yeah right um i thought they thought a worthy addition to the canon but it's you know first episode right so gotta see how it develops anyway and and that's really the thing we have to take into account in any of our judgment across this yeah Um, i think um binge boxes and that is that it is only while it is a tried tested and true format for the Aussie, you know, the Down Under version, this is the first episode and we haven't seen any more. Mm. We did get a great sizzle at the end of the episode, pushing into episode two, where we see the the gentleman at work in the workroom and RuPaul turning up and giving some pretty direct feedback to them in preparation for their next round of performances and challenge and, and those sorts of things. So I think that everything is coming. Right. Well, I hope their sewing skills improve because I wasn't blown away by the outfits. Okay. So, oh, see, I was scores. Are we oh, so you you sh- drag virginal. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, incredible. some of them are. Yeah, if we're not talking Priscilla Queen of the Desert stuff. Is what we're used to expecting. Wow, like thong dresses. So, so what, about what, what about worthy? the stuff they walked <laughs> in on? Like the, their choice to present themselves. There were some pretty incredible outfits. Yeah, they were clever, but I don't know. Yeah, the concepts, but perhaps not the execution. Maybe I'm tough. Oh, mate. All right, on to scores. (laughs) Well, just before we score, friends, this is the important thing. We get to lay our credentials on the line, and it appears that only Joe is going to have any kind of credentials in this. (laughs) Who's going to win? Oh, it's got it for me. I, like you, both of you, it sounds like, Karen from Finance had it for me out of the bag. She is She's going to win this. She's got everything about her going for her. Nice. Brookie? I was very impressed by Karen from Finance. I also like Scarlett Adams from Perth. Yes. Um, young, but um, I thought had quite a lot of poise. Let's see. Wait, if... Is she the one that had the thirsty wig? I <laughs> kept saying a wig. No, that was, that was the um, that was uh, one of the, the, key the New Zealander. Oh, was it? Right, right, right. No, not Anita. Yeah. Scarlett Gosh. Adams had the swan outfit, the black swan outfit. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Fair enough. Gosh. And you, Mock, who uh, are you look, picking? I, I want to see Coco Jumbo make like the top three simply because the asides from Coco are incredible. Like, you know how there's always a good narrator that you want in the series? Um, in any kind of thing. You, it, like Big Brother, whatever kind of reality series, you want the person that is going to just accurately give you all the sass or all of the updates or all of the comments. And I thought that all of Coco Jumbo's comments were amazing. Um, and she got a heap of airtime too, just in regard to that. Whereas we barely saw Karen from Finance doing any kind of narration 
all we saw from Karen was performance smashing it out of the park in both that's her outfits true. for that. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, look, my uneducated eyes says Karen from finance for sure, but what do I know from a hill of beans? Um, I loved it. Let's get a score. Friends, Joe, ladies first. Oh, well, as I said, I'm a huge fan of the show uh, generally. I love everything about it normally, but I am not sold on this version as yet. So I'm going to, mm, for me, it was a two and a half. What? It's pretty low for me. Holy shit. Isn't it? Yeah. I was cringing on the lounge. I didn't, I was kind of, ha, ha, ha. No, I'm not laughing. Wow. Brookie. Harsh. After that bombshell. <laughs> I'm giving it a three out of five. Just because? Oh, uh, look, I think that the value of the show is in repeated sort of watchings, isn't it? Um, yep. So I would watch it again. I think it's the type of thing where you would talk a lot about it with your friends. Yep. It's great for getting a gang together uh, and watching. So, yeah. Fabulous. Um, I'm giving you it a, a, a solid uh, four Karens out of five. I, Having nothing to compare it to in in its glorious fullness, just thought it was fun, and I look forward to learning more about each of the girls and the performances and the challenges, and seeing what guests troll themselves through. That <laughs> I was not prepared, again, having not ever seen it before, but just not prepared for the high level of pun that rolls out as the girls. Oh, they're clever! Out. Yeah, Jeepers yeah. creepers, man. That penal was colonies. Phenomenal! Oh, <laughs> mate, it was even beyond that. There was all of the. Everything. It was just great. Um, it's not the highest rating thing in the world, but I thought it was great. So I'm keen to come back Good for more. Saturday afternoon viewing TV that for friends, the family. RuPaul's Drag Race, Down Under, on stand, Saturday afternoon, 4pm. Nice. So uh, that's this week's Grip Bringe. Bookie, what should we tune into next week? What have you got us watching? I'm getting... I've got you watching something that you have watched, Joe, and really liked, and so has Molk. Oh, it is a drama on Foxtel and Binge, Mayor of Easttown. Oh, Excellent. Great. Both raved Yay. about this. By the time that Monday rolls around, four episodes will be out of this crime drama. Look, I know it's early in the year, but I'm just wondering whether this year in the best drama stakes it's going to be a toss-up between Mayor of Easttown and It's a Sin. Oh wow! Oh yeah. I think this drama so which very different. Is so about different. A small town murder. It stars Kate Winslet as struggling cop Mayor Sheehan, who has a you know disastrous family situation. Mm. I don't know that I have seen an actress so completely inhabit a role as Kate Winslet yeah. does for this. I found so much of this utterly convincing. I'm loving the plot twists um, and I'm loving the atmospherics as well. So I can't wait to discuss this with you. Yes, yes, yes. Next week, uh, that's Mayor of East Town. You can find it oh, on Foxtel or Binge. Wonderful. I can't wait for that discussion. <sighs> now, fellas, I have the added indulgence this week of throwing in a... Rewind. I'm throwing in a rewind this week because I actually genuinely did a rewind with my children and I am blown away by the fact that I had forgotten how good this series is and it hasn't even been that long. It's actually the 10-year anniversary 
this month, I think. Um, I'm talking about the adaptation of author George R. R. Martin's oh A Song of Ice and Fire. Is it too early for a rewind on this? No. Medieval no, fantasies no. about power struggles among the seven kingdoms of Westeros. Now, let me just give you a little bit of a build-up here. So we did Marvel, my son and I, and it's a real, you know, it's one thing we bond on. It's very hard as a mother to bond with a 16-year-old son. So we loved that. That ended. I didn't do Winter Soldier. So I have been racking my brain. What will his you know interest and I thought in my head I'm going to make I'm going to force him to sit down and watch an episode of Game of Thrones the first one I knew it was brilliant because I remembered the impact it had on me so do I actually Uh, yes it's one of those shows you just yeah the first episode just hooks you in and I thought if this doesn't do it nothing will and I had to force him to do it and the girls sat down with us as well and my God, I have been checking their Foxtel Go accounts today. I don't think any schoolwork got done. <laughs> I got a message from school at 11 a.m., which I'm pretty sure is during class time, that said, what's our Foxtel login? Amazing. Um, because, and I've since looked on and five episodes have gone down in one school day. So that's not good news. From uh, your son or year from 11, all of them. HS, from my son. I am so naughty, proud. Naughty, naughty. Uh, so, so proud. I totally understand though, right? So this, uh, we're of course talking Game of Thrones and has there ever been a show that it is unsurpassed, unmatched, unrivaled in brilliance from my part? Boys, clearly you were of the same sentiment. I loved it so much and you have greatly encouraged me, Joe, because I am left with a slightly sour taste in my mouth because I do think it fell away by becoming so complicated towards the end and they really tried to cram too much Mm. into some of those episodes and the last series Mm. flew past, I think, in a very truncated way and uh, really uh, profoundly annoyed me, as did the end of Battlestar Galactica. So to go back (laughs) to square one actually has got me quite excited and it's amazing how much you forget the detail. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's because the reason why it fell away at the end, you know, the last season of Bit or whatever, is because very clearly uh, Debbie Weiss and his mate just had to make so much stuff up. Now, I know they were working with George to do that and they, he'd they officially written, trusted them with the end of the book, mm. like he, the series. He'd told them, these are the key plot points in case I die, finish the series. Mm. Um but that's not where the book's going to end. Not like that, surely. Yeah. So he's still writing the book. Yeah, he's still. He, he's, yeah, I think, right. a season or two behind now. When you go books to series. Okay, and he. I haven't actually read much about this. So is he blanking out what the scriptwriters wrote for the TV show? Or I don't know, he, but I can't see it's how when he was pretty script executive for what they delivered. Yeah. And sorry, just a moment to celebrate Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay. Take that, moment. take that moment. Just take that moment. He doesn't speak. He doesn't even speak in the first. Girls, there's one for the bank. <laughs> Thanks, um, Joe. But of course, it's yes. not. It's not the end of Game of Thrones because we are going back into the Nigerian folklore. To they've already started fear for, filming, and there've been some sneaky pap shots of mm. the uh, oh, prince, the Nigerian prince. Who guess what, Joe? Guess who's playing him? He's who? A doctor. I should know this. Matt Smith, Doctor Who. Oh my God! See, I don't even know who that is, but I'm excited for you. I and thought for I me saw now. a TARDIS on the <laughs> beach in the background. 
<laughs> Thank you, Joe. I hadn't realised. Excellent choice. Yes. Um, I hadn't realised. Sorry, just quickly, Richard Madden, who is the older brother. I hadn't realised that was him because I'm a huge fan of him. But from um, the Bodyguard, Ned Starks. Yeah, yeah, oldest son. I hadn't picked that up the first time around. Yeah. Okay, well, Lots of that them die. Is, it's easy to forget who was who. And it's really hard because the kids keep saying, so does he stick around, does he stick around? And it's so hard to hold my tongue. Just, you know, I think you because... can quite safely say, probably not, dear. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, don't to say on they Yes, exactly. All right, well, that's all we have time for this week. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of TV Binge Box. If you want to chat with us, give us a suggestion or just say hi, head over to our Facebook group page or find us on Twitter or Instagram we are at at TV underscore binge box. Meanwhile, Malk, where can we find you? Well, thanks, Joe. I'm at Steve Malk uh, on all of the important social media outlets. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of creeping around the tvblackbox.com.au webpage, writing stuff there, making things happen. Friends, remember 2021 is the year where you surreptitiously sign your friends up to listen to the TV Binge Box podcast. Frankly, if they don't listen, we don't mind. The downloads are valuable. Get them to subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Yeah, grab their phones. Stars. Grab their phones now <laughs> and just make it happen. Send Go into an Apple <laughs> iPhone store and just do what everyone else does and sign them up to your podcast, being our podcast. But please, friends, we'd love it. And, of course, we'd love getting your reviews. We haven't we had do. one since um, Still Not Gareth. So what are you doing with your lives? <laughs> Uh, well, we're pleading. All right, Brookie, what are you? Where, where, where can we hang out with you? You can hang out with me on page two. Unless we're at the, the yes, age and the CBD column. Mm. You'll find me glued to Mayor of East Town, and of course, I'm keeping a, I'm keeping a pretty close eye on our Facebook page. And this weekend, you'll find me in the theatre going to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. <gasps> Amazing. <gasps> So jealous. Yes, that so is jealous. So, so that's back on the stage. It's back on the stage. And guess what? Oh my what? God, I didn't mention. A friend what, of mine double booked himself. So <gasps> I'm getting his tickets. Oh, oh fantastic. Wow. Love that your friend's busy. Oh, that's great. I didn't mention that I went to Hamilton. Oh, my mum did not. to Hamilton yesterday. Oh. And good. it was. I'm only hearing good things. Well, she bought the ticket for me, but let me tell you, it was worth it. Every cent she paid, it is fan-bloody-tastic. I haven't said that since I saw Les Mis, so really awesome. All right, I'm at Joe Casamento one on Twitter and Joe.Instagram, Joe.Casamento on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of TV Binge Box. We look forward to your company again next week. Until then, stay safe, stay warm, and as Coach Taylor from Friday Nights says, clear eyes, full hearts, you can't lose. Mm-hmm.